the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Croner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, friends. How are you all doing today? I am super excited about our topic of today because I feel like it's really relevant for most of us and we are also focusing on adding value this month over the whole assistant and especially my membership. Um, And today I'm going to be talking about the cost of perfectionism as it relates to our value add to our executive and organization. And I used to tout my perfectionism as my greatest weakness. Now, when I say that, I'm using air quotes around it because I didn't believe it was a weakness at all. So when I would go in for job interviews and someone would ask me what my greatest weakness was, I would say it was perfectionism and I would brag about it in interviews. Looking back on this, I actually roll my eyes because it is it is a weakness in fact. It's one of the biggest weaknesses that we have as assistants and not one to brag about. (laughs) And perhaps you can relate to this because many of us consider ourselves perfectionists without actually looking at and and parsing out what that means for us, right? So during today's episode, I'm going to break down why we need to stop wearing perfectionism as a badge of honor and how perfectionism may be keeping you from increasing your value add at your with your executive and at your organization. So I'm going to start out with a definition of perfectionism. Webster defines perfection, perfection as free from fault or defect. Now, even the definition of perfection, freedom from fault or defect, like there's a lot of negativity in the definition. Fault or defect, whenever I think of fault or defect, I get this little knot in the pit of my stomach because I know many of us don't wanna have, we wanna be free from fault or defect, but that definition is totally negative. And and so to focus on perfection by definition is to focus on not doing something negative, right? So why is perfection a problem? Well, first of all, when we're perfectionists, we tend to lose sight of the big picture. When we are fixated on producing a perfect result all the time, we tend not to take into account how our work fits into the larger picture. And perfect is such a moving target. What is perfect for you may not be perfect for your executive or colleagues. So... When we believe there's a perfect end result, we are more likely to operate from a place of fear and anxiety. And we tend to fixate on not making mistakes or disappointing others rather than focus on creating value for our executive and organization. And it also leads to never taking risks that could move us forward in our careers and provide us with greater work satisfaction because we are so afraid of making a mistake that we do nothing. And perfectionism robs us of so much, including increased productivity and decreased stress. It's hard to be productive when we're overly concerned with perfect. And those of you who have ever spent 20 minutes wordsmithing an email that should have taken you two minutes to draft know exactly what I'm talking about here. We end up spinning out on all the options, 
uh, to the point where we don't even make a decision because we are so wrapped up in not making a wrong decision, right? And literally any decision is better than indecision. And so we sit on our hands, we do nothing because we are immobilized for fear of failure and for, for the sake of perfection that we end up not doing anything at all. And then this actually hurts our career instead of helps us. So this right here is why we need to stop saying that we're perfectionism, perfectionists, right? Like embracing perfectionism is actually not a good thing. It's not an asset for you. It's not good for your executive. It's not good for your career. It's not good for your organization because we aren't adding value when we're so focused on not making mistakes. So I'm just pointing these things out because I think a lot of us lose sight of this and we are so detail oriented that we forget that there is a level that crosses over into perfectionism that that is not helpful. That detail orientedness actually hinders us instead of serves us. And so I really want us all to let go of perfectionism and so that we can take a step back and see the big picture and see how our work fits in the big picture so that we can operate from a place that is uh, of increased productivity so we don't have to spend 20 minutes wordsmithing an email that should only take us two minutes to draft, right? And so that we can add value at this higher level. And so instead of being focused on perfection, I would ask us all to embrace excellence. So. Before we move on here, I'm going to reiterate or reread the definition of perfection, which is freedom from fault or defect. All right. So freedom from fault or defect is the definition of perfection. And we're going to look at embracing excellence. The definition of excellence is the quality of being very good of its kind, eminently good. I'm going to read that again. Embracing excellence. So the definition of excellence is the quality of being very good of its kind, eminently good. Very good versus free from fault or defect. So even the definition of perfection focuses on fault or defect. (laughs) It's funny how that works. And excellence focuses on the quality of being very good or eminently good. So I know many of us really want to always produce A++++ work. But here's the deal. Like I said before, perfection is such a moving target. What is perfect for you may not be perfect for your executive and organization. So we need to let perfection go. I know for a lot of us right now, our heads are wigging out a little bit. We're freaking out about the thought of not producing A++++ work. (laughs) But... We want to be focused on producing good quality work. The quality of being very good of its kind, eminently good, is a much better thing to focus on than being free from, from, uh, from fault or defect. So my coach tells a story, and actually this was very liberating for me, where she wrote this book, she put it out in the world, and she was getting certain feedback from certain people <laughs> and uh, you know the, the grammar police, and I know we've all been guilty of policing grammar before, uh, so if that's you, that's okay. I'm just letting you kind of know this story to give you some perspective. So she put this book out into the world, and there were a couple of grammatical errors. There were a couple of typos in it, and some people pointed that out to her, 
And what's so fascinating about it is that they missed the whole point of her book, which was to encourage women. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the topic of the book, but it was to encourage women. And, um, and, and when you miss the point of something, because you're so focused on perfection and you're so like cut up, like those people weren't able to actually receive what was there for them to receive because they were so focused on like, like policing her grammar and, and pointing out typos to her. Right. And I know it can be annoying for us who are detail oriented to see some of those things sometimes, but if we can move past that, then we can actually see the value being added potentially to us. And so, so my coach was really frustrated about this until she got this review back from a woman who the book absolutely changed her life. And from that moment on, she decided that she was going to produce B minus work and let all the A plus 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 go. Because if she were to have focused on creating A plus 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 work, she would never put anything out into the world ever again. Right. And I relate to this because I, I, I post frequently on social media, you know, I write a lot. I I'm, I'm constantly out in the world. I put myself out in the world a lot out on social media, out, um, in all the avenues out in my Facebook group, I put myself out there and occasionally in my emails or in my social media posts, there will be a typo. <laughs> and it's fascinating because people will write me and they'll be like, just so you know, like there's a typo. And I, I love their heart to point that out to me. I do. But you guys, I could really care less about an occasional typo. And the reason I say that is because if I cared a lot about it, I would never put anything out in the world because I would be so afraid that there was something wrong with it or so afraid that I was going to receive pushback or so afraid that people were going to point out my mistakes that I would never produce anything because I'd be so afraid and so fearful. So, um, yeah, I, and, and that, and like that perfection, freedom from fault or defect, like it just doesn't exist for a lot of us. And even if it does exist, is it worth the time and effort and energy to make sure that it doesn't happen? Um, and so in the case of the typos and whatnot, like I've hired a virtual assistant who helps me with some of that stuff. Now I've moved on in my business to the point where I can bring on help who can help me make sure that, that there aren't going to be any typos, uh, in my emails. There, there aren't going to be typos in my social media posts. Now, even then I still have an occasional typo. Um, but the point is, is that I'm trying to reach my audience and y'all are very detail oriented and I don't want you getting caught up on those typos. I really want you to ingest what I'm sharing with you. But I had to let go of this desire to create A++ work and the desire to be free from like defect or um, from fault or defect. I had to let that go in order to create excellence for myself. So to do your work with excellence means to create a fabulous end result without the pressure of creating something perfect. I'm going to read that again. To do your work with excellence means to create a fabulous end result without the pressure of creating something perfect or focusing on not creating something with a fault or defect. It's funny how our brains work too, because if we're focused on not creating something with fault or defect, guess what we're going to create? Something with fault or defect. It's just how life is because our, because our brain is focused on fault or defect, fault or defect, fault or defect, <laughs> instead of very good of its kind, 
eminently good. Excellence, right? So we want to strive for excellence, not perfection. And I know for a lot of us, this will be a struggle because we feel like it is our job to be perfect. When that is not the case, nobody is perfect, nobody can be perfect, nobody will ever be perfect, no matter how hard we try. Now, I'm not saying that we don't strive for excellence, that we don't strive for very good of its kind, eminently good. What I am saying is that in order to reach excellence, we need to let go of freedom from fault or defect or perfection, right? We need to let go of the desire for perfection because it's hindering us. It's hindering our productivity. It's hindering how we show up. It's causing us to show up from a place of anxiety and stress when we don't need to do that. And you can tell whether or not you're operating from a place of excellence or perfection based on your motivation. So hear me on this, guys. You can tell whether you are operating from a place of excellence or perfectionism based on your motivation. So if you are motivated by fear at all, there's probably some perfectionism there. If we have a fear of failure, if we have a fear of being fired, if we have a fear of being called out by our executives or colleagues or coworkers based on a mistake, that is perfectionism, my friends. <laughs> and what, excellent lo- what excellence looks like, what motivates excellence is possibility, abundance, and strategic thinking. All of those positive things lead to excellence or the quality of being very good of its kind, eminently good, right? I'm going to read that again. Fear equals perfectionism. Possibility, abundance, and strategic thinking lead to excellence. So just be aware of what's going on for you at any given moment throughout your day. Are you spending 20 minutes wordsmithing that email because you're fearful of what the other person may say or think or or, or, or put on you, or you have this fear of failure? Or are you operating from a place of possibility, a place of abundance, a place of strategic thinking, a place of showing up at a high level for your executive and organization and adding the most valuable possible just to see what's possible for yourself, just to see what's possible in terms of your, at, your added value? So how do we let go of the fear of failure then? the fear of what other people think about us. So fear of failure perpetuates perfectionism, obviously, because if we're so afraid of being a failing and that we must produce perfect work, we're going to spin out. And so um, my question to you then is, do you want your motivation to be based in fear, fear of failure, fear of losing your job, fear of others' responses or reactions to you, or would it be best to reframe failure? So what do I mean by reframe failure? We have been taught since we were little that failure is bad. That when we get uh, our grade back and it's less than a certain percentage or whatever, we've been taught that that's not okay. But what if failure isn't something to be feared? What if instead of fearing our mistakes, we shifted our mindset to embrace them as opportunities for growth, right? When we're so wrapped up in perfectionism, we don't actually take the growth opportunity whenever we fail. Instead, we beat ourselves up. We tell ourselves what a failure we are. We, we, we spin out on how our, how our failure has affected everyone in the office, everything instead of being like, okay, I made a mistake. What can I learn from this? 
what can I learn from this mistake and how can I move forward taking that information to serve me in the future instead of beating myself up and self-flagellating, <laughs> which is we all, which is what we all tend to do, right? So I love this so much because it's it, it shifts it for us. Whenever we actually reframe failure um, and we embrace it instead of avoid it, now when I say reframe failure, I mean active failure. I mean don't I don't mean passive failure, which is what happens when we're in perfectionism, right? Because we're we're we've got analysis paralysis and we end up not taking any action because we have this fear of failure and because we're 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 approaching our work from a perfectionist mindset instead of letting go of the perfection and embracing failure, active failure. Right? So um I'm going to give an example of somebody who had framed failure properly for himself, Thomas Edison. Um, When asked about all the failures he had with his light bulb, he said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Could you imagine that if Edison had been a perfectionist and afraid of failure, who knows how long it would have been before the light bulb was created? Instead of avoiding mistakes at all costs, he got curious about his mistakes and about how those and about how and about what would actually work and he improved for the next go at it right we can view failure the same way in fact for a while it was a couple of years ago at this point but i decided to keep a log of all my failures and i my goal was 100 failures in a year so i created this log and every time i failed at something that i was really trying at now there again that's active failure not passive failure these aren't failures where i sat on my hands and waited for the time to pass and just failed by default these were active failures and my goal was was to have 100 failures within a year and so what was so great about it was that every time i failed i felt like i won because i had another another failure from my list So I was trying things and then going back to the drawing board and trying things and going back to the drawing board, especially with whole assistant, just as I was just starting out, like I was doing some blogging and I tried that and I was doing some video and I tried that and I was trying all these different avenues to reach my audience, to make sure that I'm, you know, uh, putting things out there that would serve you. And man, I fell flat on my face multiple times, (laughs) but I learned something from every one of those times. And now I'm coming to you on this podcast, which I love, and I've created a business, which I love, and I coach assistants, which I love, and I have my membership, which I love, but that was built on a pile of failure, of years of failure, actually, uh, since 2018, so nearly four years of failure, right? But that's how we grow, that's how we learn, that's that's how we achieve the next level, is standing on a pile of failure. And I know a lot of us don't like to hear that because we don't like to fail as assistants. We don't like to make those mistakes. We don't like to like fall flat on our face for everyone to see and witness. But you guys, that is where the magic is at. That is where, um, that is where true growth actually happens, right? So that is what I have for you guys today. I want you to go out and fail some more. I want you to take risks. I want you to let go of perfectionism and embrace excellence or the quality of being very good of its kind, eminently good. Let go of A++++++. Sometimes good enough is actually good enough, right? Also, guys, in terms of your value add to your executive and organization, 
perfectionism just does not serve you. We just need to stop saying that we're perfectionists already. It's not serving you. Not at all. And actually, it's so fascinating to me now because if I were to be in a job interview now, I would never say perfectionism is one of my greatest weaknesses. Never. Because it's an actual weakness. It's awful. And I would consider myself a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) I still have those moments where I can be a little obsessive and I wordsmith an email for 20 minutes that I shouldn't and all the things. But the more I embrace Uh, an excellence mindset, the more I'm able to let go of perfection. And it's been so freeing. It's been so liberating. My my days are so much more positive because I'm not focused on freedom from fault or defect. I'm I'm focused on creating good work, excellent work, eminently good work, right? So that is what I have for you guys today. If you want to level up your value add to your executive and organization, let go of the perfectionism. If you want help with letting go of the perfectionism, you can check out my membership at, at wholeassistant.com membership, where we delve into all things podcast, all things I discuss on this podcast, and we take it deeper, we unpack it, and we implement it. So that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional. Be whole. That is all for now. If you're an assistant or administrative professional, I'd like to invite you to join me inside the whole assistant membership. In this membership, we'll be unpacking and implementing the concepts I discuss on this podcast with monthly lessons and weekly group coaching. If you want to create sustainable strategies that will help you level up while remaining free from overwhelm and burnout and learn what it looks like to own your role use your voice and stand in your power. This membership is for you. Go to wholeassistant.com slash membership to learn more and get started.